All right, boys and girls, finally back on the uh, Through the Scope episode two. I've uh, been away for a bit, you know, doing my own thing. But I'm finally back today with the lovely Thomas CS. Finally got him on the show, finally. Um, Going to go through some stuff today. They're currently on a player break, so I've been able to get the boys on. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump straight into it. Here we are, looking fresh there with the trim. Not like Max on the last stream, Thomas, lad. He was all like out here with the afro, mate. He was not enjoying it. Um, jumping straight into it. Uh, first question. I just wanted to jump straight into, like, you recently went into a player break. Um, it's obvious to everyone how many maps you've played this season so far. It's obviously, it's ridiculous. It's like 200, right? Um, I just wanted to see your overall thoughts this season, like, how you think you've done and did you expect to play this many games this season with the new team and how much has it affected the team do you feel like playing 200 odd maps or whatever it was that you tweeted the other day yeah um i think at the start you know we had a lot of practice backing us you know we had a lot of new stuff mm -hmm. we're going into officials um you know we all had that want to win yeah as well like that that didn't actually like fade away but you know, it definitely drained us throughout the like past month. I, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to practice, we played something ridiculous like two hundred sixteen maps. You know, this yeah, year, yeah. and you know, and we're we're averaging at least a map a day. Mm -hmm. So you know, the time we have to actually practice isn't a lot, mm -hmm. but compared to everything else we've been doing like the tournaments how we're competing i think we've got like a consistent sort of like feel to our game now yeah 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 that's definitely good i mean uh, when you tweeted the other day i knew that obviously i speak to max quite a lot and i knew that you guys were playing non-stop but when you made that tweet the other day bro with like 212 maps i was thinking jesus christ i think that's the most a uk team's ever played on hltv in like one concurrent season i guess or like one period of time it blew my mind but yeah um moving on from that linking up do you feel like closer towards this player break like with the last few officials that you played do you feel like the team definitely needed it like in the last i'd say two or three officials could you see that the team really needed this player break now um yeah like we're losing we're starting to lose some pretty unbelievable rounds yeah um you know people weren't focused on them or people were just making mistakes mm -hmm. um we just didn't have you know the composure we had you know a couple of months prior yeah, yeah and during that time we were playing you know these types of teams like you know complexity heroic you know yeah and then we were able to actually try and compete against those teams but but towards the later parts of the month we're like we're losing to alternate attacks mm -hmm. you know they're a good team but i don't think we should be necessarily losing to them yeah the way we we have been mm -hmm. so yeah um i definitely think it played a massive role yeah, you, I, like, like I said, I could, uh, from an outside perspective, obviously I don't want to say too much, but you can almost tell in a way, like I said this to Max on the last show, you could almost tell in a way that when you had these games, you weren't at full 100%, if you get me, like you'd have a game, I think it was the game where you lost to Singularity, I think it was, was it them, I think, I think, I think you lost to them? Was it someone yeah, else? we lost to them and yeah. So it was when it was when I, I was watching that game, and obviously from an outside perspective, I could be wrong, I could be right, but I could just almost tell that like this, you know, just non-stop playing really affected the team. And it's not taking away credit on how they played. Obviously, I could just tell that from inside the team that this player break was definitely needed. But that's good to know. Um, any plans for the player break, mate? I was expecting some Cubans, but have you got any plans to chill out? Any plans to go um, away anyway? I mean, it's hard with the coronavirus, but you got any plans to chill out? 
Yeah, I've got a few plans to do some things, but I just want to mainly relax and just reset for the upcoming dream hack and tournaments we've got upcoming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you've probably got like a strictly no CS zone, right? You're probably just playing other games and just chilling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's definitely the best way forward. Definitely not, not playing a bit of CS, mate. You'll burn yourself out even more. Um, I asked Max this question uh, on the last show, but I, obviously I, I don't want to repeat it, but I just want to see your thoughts on it as well. Um, you obviously qualified for Dream Act just before this player break, and that must have been a you know a big relief for the team at the time. And um, what what's your goals for this event, and how well do you think you can do? Like leading up from your last Dream Hack tournament, obviously late, uh, earlier on in this year. Um, you know, my personal goals are to at least make the semi-finals. Yeah, I think you know it. It's probably the most stacked DreamHack Open ever. Yeah, I agree. Considering we've got like you know the best team in the world at the moment, which is classed as big. I know it's online, but it's yeah. going to be even harder to beat. But like teams like big online. Yeah, for sure. But you've also got a lot of other top ten, uh, top twenty teams in it. In yeah. it, and um. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we do well, but you know we're gonna just try our best. Yeah, like I, I said to Max on the last show, like I agree. I think it's one of the most stacked Dream Acts I've seen in a long time, bro. And I mean, it's good for you, right, to actually get involved with this. I mean, you played in the last one. I still think the last one was pretty stacked as well. It's obviously there's no there's no pushover team really, but um, this one is like on a on a different level. But I'm looking forward to that when you come back. It's pretty. It starts pretty much when you come back from your player back. Really, it's around that time, isn't it? Like, yeah, we're going to have like a couple of days or maybe even a week to uh, prepare for it. Yeah. I think that a lot of teams are going to be in the same position as us. Yeah. So when we come back, it's going to be a battle of, you know, whoever's performing on the day, really. Whoever's got the I most think, rust off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely think that we could upset quite a few of these teams. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to underestimate us because, you know, of rank or nationalities yeah um, uk soon yeah UK soon. <laughs> the old way but, mate but we've shown that we can like punish that by the teams we've beat in the past three months no i definitely um, think you've you've proved your name in this in this past three months you know like I, I obviously i know what you mean there's always that aspect of uh you know undenying like looking at the team going oh there you know that's an easier win but i feel like you've actually put your name on the map to say like we're no pushover you know like, you guys have had some ridiculous results in this past, what, three, five months, whatever. I think is a lot, bro. So, I, I feel like they won't expect you to be no pushover as before, you know? So, I think that's good. Um, linking up to that as well, same question I asked Max again. Um, but your biggest difference you found in playing MDL this season, whereas to, to whereas the seasons you played before? Because obviously you played before in MDL, which was like a little while ago. What was the biggest difference you felt this season compared to when you last played? Um, I kind of think that MDL this season was much easier. Mm -hmm. I don't think the teams that are usually in MDL, but you know, they weren't there. Yeah. You know, you're missing out on teams like Spirit, um, sometimes when Big was there, yep. but you got these sort of contender teams who can go to Pro League and try, try their best. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and those teams just weren't in MDL. So at the moment, it's more about teams about like around our level i'd yep. say yeah for sure and i like do you feel like the there was a big difference between the teams like style wise because obviously you were playing in these like hltv cups or like different cups you know loot bet and all that did you feel like when you went to start playing in the mdl season did you notice a big difference in style of play or was it similar to the officials you played previous before i think 
when you play teams in best of ones, you know, they, you know, the smallest mistakes can really cost you. Yeah. But some of the teams we play against, they just do some absolute mental stuff, yeah. which can sometimes win in the game just off that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think we're a team which is based around best of ones. I don't think yeah. we're necessarily that great in those sort of situations. Mm-hmm. But in best of threes, we're able to like, you know, play our game, you know, not worry about, you know, if that small mistake is going to cost us the entire thing. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of um, background thoughts going into best of ones, thinking, all right, we need to be playing at 110 percent, yeah, so yeah. we don't make these stupid mistakes. Yeah, there's like um, more more pressure, so to speak, in best of ones, isn't there? Like, because even uh, me and Max spoke about this again uh, in the EPS season. You lost a couple of best of ones. One was against Shets, I think, on train, and the other one was who else did you lose to? It was was it just them or was it someone else? Uh, like, we lost to uh, CEX as well. Yeah, CEX and and them. So it's like I was saying to Max, like obviously it doesn't take away how good you are, but that just goes to show, bro. Like you you guys, in my opinion, obviously are miles ahead than most UK teams, but it goes to show in best of ones anything can happen, and that's why I said to Max in the last show, like, we even spoke about it previously before we went live. I don't think in best of threes there's no UK team that can touch you, uh, but obviously best of ones, like you say, it's a great point that that background thought of just. You know, oh, we we have to play at our full potential, or we will, you know, we will be punished, sort of thing. Um, but I agree, definitely on best of threes, I think no one can touch you. Um, moving on to a bit more about you as a player, uh, I want to know what your biggest learning curve this year has been with the new team that you find yourself that you've learned most as a player. Um, I think it's you know dealing with the stress of actually playing these tournaments, you know, on HLTV. Like before, you'd sort of you know, you'd get a bit hesitant to, to not do stuff. Yeah. Uh, do certain plays and all of that. But throughout the last three, four months, I think, you know, that's all gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I can do stupid stuff like buy dual Berettas and, you know, <laughs> play, play, play with stupid guns, which, you know, when we practice sometimes, you know, w- which do come big, you know, like yeah, I'm yeah, able yeah. to use these guns in certain situations which i wouldn't do previously because of i don't know there's a bit of uh you know bit of strain on it yeah yeah i think when you play obviously so many officials you're gonna learn naturally as a player anyway right and like it's one of those things where I think it's a good thing. Like the strain of playing so much it applies so much pressure, but you must feel like over time, the more you kept playing, obviously you're practicing as well. The more you kept playing these officials, you're learning each day, right? As a player, I can, I can assume. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think playing officials is a place where you're able to learn the most from your mistakes. Yeah. So especially with like uh, communication, you know, rotations, everything around the team we're able to fix much faster mm-hmm. in comparison to like practice because some teams just do some wild stuff. Like for example, we play wind strike on overpass yep. and they will just push a monster smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Like at random times and they'll be flanking you. But like when you play them in an official, they're not going to do that. They're going to yeah. play scared and you're just like, you're not, you're not going to be able to take much from that practice in comparison mm. to an official yeah. because they won't do the exact same stuff. For sure. I mean, it's always been a case, right? Like a lot of teams, not not all of them, but a lot of teams in practice will always play different to their officials. And that's like the hardest, I think, for a lot of teams to 
sort of gain feedback, you know? So you saying that you gain most of your feedback from officials is like, I think a good thing for people to learn, you know, because there's a lot of players that want to know about you and how you learn most. And I agree. I think probably officials is the best way to learn. Um, moving on from that, uh, what's your favourite moment so far this season? Or when I say this season, I say this year, really, because the team was really formed this year. What's your favourite moment so far that you found as a player? Um, I, I personally think winning... Um home sweet home yeah. was a really big was thing awesome. for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we showed that we can actually turn up in these finals against good teams who are like, you know, in the top twenty and we're able to not only compete but beat them in a position where you can win an event. Yeah. And I think for the team's confidence, you know, that that really did some really good stuff for us. Yeah. That's and that it, was a big event as well. Like what? Um, when that was only recent as well, wasn't it? That was like two weeks, three like weeks ago. ago. Yeah, like three. Yeah, because uh, that was. I think for us, you played because in that home sweet cup, there was like one. They were they, they were doing them every so often, wasn't they? Because it was like three or four every them, week. Yeah, every, every week, week. Yeah, and you guys like came so close every time, and then you just faced the final bo- boss, like the meme of like playing complexity and stuff, wasn't it? And Max was tweeting about it. So to see you finally win one was such a like, I can imagine a big relief for the team, and because you became so close to the previous two or three or whatever, must have been a big relief. Um, hundred worst moment so far this year. I don't really like asking this question, but I think I think when I say worse, like one thing I think you looked out and gone, um, this was a big learning curve or you thought like this, this scared you in a way. Like, I don't really like asking it because it's like one of those things like it could be Tammy, but uh, people want to know like what was one thing you had to overcome this season as a player? Um, I think the worst thing which happened to our team this year was definitely losing to attacks in the final. Yeah, I don't think we should have ever lost to them. You know, they're, they're a very skilled team and, you know, <laughs> I just don't think we should have lost to him in the fashion we did. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we choked on overpass. We had a great opportunity to win that if we got more rounds on our CT side. Yeah. But, you know, we, we lost out on that and, you know, it's, it's not really a learning curve. It's more of a curve of like, yeah, we've really got to like, get the energy back because i i also think that we had a lot of fatigue you know entering that match yeah um 100 percent. like um with with that happening uh obviously i don't want to go in too much depth with the team do you was it was it not obviously not a motivation killer but i guess it was just like one of those things you think man like you've worked so hard you've done so well all year and to lose a game in that fashion where you feel like you shouldn't have lost it must have been like a just one of those like not motivation killers, but it's just one of those like daggers in the heart, you know, like, oh man, like, we shouldn't have lost that. that it, I guess it's kind of motivation to make sure you don't lose like that again, right? Uh, 100%. I just, I just think that, you know, the, the way they play CS in comparison to other teams, it's a very passive sort of style. Yeah. Like all of their players are sort of very passive. Mm-hmm. You know, you've only got one player in their team who basically does all the risky stuff. Yeah, I think, which is Skrunk. Mm-hmm. But obviously it, it worked on the day. But I don't, I don't know how they compete versus other teams. Like, I think that we, we've shown against other teams that we can we can play against different styles. I yeah. think that their style of CS just is a, a really hard 
style of CS for us to play against. Yeah, it's one of those, like, every, I think every team has a bogey team, right? Like, even in, in all sports, football, whatever it may be. And I guess other teams in, in CS as well, they always have that one team who you will naturally struggle against. It's just one of those things you can't overcome. Like, I think that's just a bogey team, and that's just a natural part of esports and sports in, in general. So it's good to know, man, because, like, I didn't even know that. And obviously, I speak to Max a lot, so it's good to see more insight into that. Um, another question about your career. Favourite moment of your career overall? Like, not in just endpoint, like... Have you got a moment in your career, even in previous endpoint rosters or another roster? Um, I've, I thought of thought of the answer already in my head, but I'll let you answer it. Favorite moment uh, overall so far? Yeah, it has to be uh, beating mouse sports at the minor. Yeah, I know it would be that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, has to be that. You know that that felt great. Beating a, a team of that caliber who then went on to win several lands, like yeah. tier one events. It must have you been a that. big confident thing as well. Like, obviously, I didn't want to interrupt, but it must have been a big confidence thing for you to go look like proving the scene wrong, you know? Like, it, the whole scene was watching you at that event, bro. I'm pretty sure. Like, so many people watching you. And it must have been, like, such a, like, relief for you to prove that you can play at that level, you know? Uh, yeah, it's definitely great. I just don't think, um, compared to the other teams at that event, we didn't have any any anywhere near the support which every other team had at that event, yeah. apart from Ancient. Yeah, like, I, I remember go, going into it. Obviously, I, I actually really liked that team. And I, I, I met up with you, like, with Logan, that, like, just before you ended up playing it, I think, remember, when we was out in Norwich that time, last, like, whenever it was. And we was just talking about the, the team and stuff. And I was so happy for you to be in that team. And when I saw that result, you know, it's like, it's one of those things, like, I don't know how anyone can't support that. Like, you guys were buzzing after that win as well. I remember the reaction and stuff. And, like, that must have been such a good feeling for you to know that, or like it must have been an encouraging feeling to know that you want to play at that level long at longer periods of time, right? You must have sat there and thought, "I really want to play at this level more," you know? Nah, hundred percent. I think that you know we're 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 getting there now. I think yeah. you know one one more leap and we're there, and we we should be able to stay there. Hopefully, one more leap. I like that, mate. I like that. Um, a lot. Of, another question is: is a lot of people ask to be fair in dms about me like they're saying about you coming on the show and stuff and they wanted to know like how how have you started to deal with nerves as a player because i can only assume nerves is a natural part of any, any human life you know and i can only assume the more you've played you, you've been able to deal with it better but how have you gone from you know playing before on like a big event or hltv game how have you naturally started to deal with this better like nerves for players and and advice for younger players to deal with it uh i definitely think for new for newer players there's definitely a stigma around you know the whole of the hltv yeah. you know and what that actually entails you know with the you know playing well statistics and everything but going through that i think that you know the more you play statistics don't actually play a, a massive part into anything mm -hmm. i think you know if you're winning and then you actually see what your teammates are also doing to actually contribute towards that win mm. that's a very important part like in a team you've got you're going to have players who are you know the fraggers the orpers yeah. and then you're going to have more late like reserve players who are basically there to secure rounds like i think the best one of the best players in the uk easily by far is mezzi who's a very passive player yeah but he, he can secure he can secure rounds in the late round Mm -hmm. And then you've got like players like myself, Kai at the moment, who yeah. are really good at, you know, going first, you know, opening up the round to give opportunities to other 
other teammates yep. to then put them into their prime. Mm-hmm. I think, but coming up, I definitely think, you know, you can't play for stats at the start because, you know, everyone would notice that. Yeah. But if you're playing to win and, you know, the stats come anyways, you know, I think that will get you noticed way more and that will build your confidence anyways because then you'll be able to play your own style. Yeah, I, I can well. totally agree with that. And do you, would you like, do you feel that when you first started playing on these HLTV games, you were super nervous compared to what you are now? Do you, have you noticed a gradual improvement in that? Uh, yeah, like, you know, I think Ross told the team the other day that, you know, we're really good at actually when we lose these massive rounds and, you know, rounds which we should have no problem winning, yeah. you know, and we lose them. You know, we're very, we're really good at just, you know, sh- putting it under the rug. You know, we're not caring about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we just refocus, go into the next round and then we just try and do our best in that next round. Yeah. I think it's more about attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, 100%. like one, one thing I think, that I've seen from you guys playing, I think all these close games that you've played, that's going to be like one of those things that just mold you mentally, right? Like the more you keep playing these close games in, in these competitions and, and tournaments, I guess that's going to grow every single one of your, your, your teammates, right? And yourself, like you're going to gradually improve mentally and that becomes so much more stronger. And I think that's where it applies to consistency of teams. Like that's where teams find their consistency just from playing so much. And like, like you said, I think the advice Ross gave you and the fact that you've been able to openly admit that you were super nervous at first and gradually improved, I guess is a, is a good feeling for you and the team all round and it can only help you go forward. Um, linking up to that question though, what what do you feel, uh, apart from the team you're playing in now, even compared to previous rosters, what's one thing you think you've you've improved on most as a player from, from the start to, up to now? Um, I think I've improved like my mental resilience towards like you know, when we when we go down in a game and, you know, we're getting down because we get our economy gets messed up, you know, and, you know, keeping my mind in the game, I think that has been a real improvement for me because, you know, that also entails other things like, you know, having a lot of faith in your teammates, mm-hmm. like like Joey is fantastic with the Orp. Yeah. You know, I, I know he can come up big. You know, everyone everyone can have their, their rounds. You know, Kai is a really unbelievable anchor on certain maps. Mm-hmm. So we know we, we have a secure place. I just think that, you know, it's just more about confidence now. Yeah, I think, like, like I, I said, in, I wrote in my notes here on, on on the questions, most people that have come on the show, apart from Max, because obviously he knows inside that you have improved, but even like people like Laza, when I interviewed him, everyone has said that you from an outside perspective again that you do seem like you've improved massively mentally and that's such a good thing because you like you say before you might not have been as like mentally strong but now that you've played more and played with a better team the fact that you can sit there and say like you know focusing on your other teammates and what they can do well allows you to like feel no pressure sort of thing and I think that's a big point for anyone watching the stream now is uh you know if you do feel this pressure just think about what your teammates can do for you, you know, and then it allows you to just play your game more freely. So that's a very good point. Um, it was definitely, it was definitely yeah, attributed by Ross though. I think, you know, Ross came into the team wanting to basically develop people's mental games yeah. more than our personal game, because I think the team game is fine. It's we're we're our biggest enemy in some places. Yeah. And, you know, we've really, Ross has basically focused heavily on that. 
to like you know get get the issues and sort them out you know so those issues don't come up so we can actually put 100% into our focus for the actual match yeah and i think it's a good point again with with ross coming in and doing that because a lot of people don't realise, especially when they're starting out at a, a different level, how much the mental game is, is so important in CS. And I think you can agree, like, massively, mentally, your players have to be there or you're not going to perform, right? A hundred percent. But, you know, also having, um, you know, five guys, yeah, five guys around you yeah. who can not only motivate, but, you know, really put, pull yourself out the bag in certain situations. You know, like, with... we we have full faith in like everyone we're playing with at the moment. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that, that it would excel the team confidence massively, you know, there's no good in, and you know, this probably from previous rosters that you might've played in, you might have a teammate that you just don't have full faith in. And I know it sounds bad, but it is a, it is a natural thing in the UK. Sometimes you lose faith in players or you're not really sure on a player that you're playing with, that you've just started playing with. And I think that does affect your individual game. If you, if you don't believe in your teammates, right? A hundred percent, like, you know, you, you look through the UK scene and, you know, people who aren't statistically doing that well may be having massive impacts in other ways. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Max is our caller. He, he's he's basically the bedrock of this team at the moment. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't only bring everything to us. You know, he basically allows freedom. He allows also confidence in players to do stuff. Mm-hmm. which is like a, a very important thing he he's had to learn yeah. and you know this is this has been like a great opportunity for everyone in the team especially max because you know he's just started taking on this in-game leading role but he's a ve- he's like easily a very valuable player to us he's one of the most valuable because of his attitude towards the game and the team you know it it, it opens up opportunities for you know players who are feeling on the day to do certain things or if players aren't feeling like they're up to it at that moment you know he he lets them lets other players take the mantle and you know really uh take advantage of it yeah and i i we me and max had the i don't know if you watched it our last episode through the scope me and max were talking about you know and you will know this because you team with him there was that time where max didn't really want to fill in the igl shoes right maybe he'd help out every now and then but he really didn't want to actually fall into that role and i just wanted to see your opinion like do you do you think that him actually you know saying okay i'm going to be the igl i'm going to put 200 in do you really feel like this is a big part of the team's success because max has done this um well i've played with max for roughly like two years now yeah. you know in teams uh and stuff and out of teams yeah um you know i i've always thought that he's like a fantastic teammate i was able to play with him on sites you know he really does his job really well i think people looking from the outside will see a different picture but you know he's definitely a very important player mm-hmm. for us to have um yeah yeah and like when i was speaking to him about that like I think he's actually become more confident in it now with the team. And, and like you said, with the things that we've linked before, um, when you all of you have faith in each other, like that is just only going to build the team's confidence going forward. But um, moving on from that one, I get this question a lot. And when I announced that we was going to go on, on stream together, I had a couple of DMs and a lot of players were asking me um, that obviously you are naturally a skilled player, very like can be a very aggressive player. Uh, what's your advice to 
younger or newer players that want to build on their skill and improve at a decent level to, I, I don't know, maybe get to the level you're at now? What would be your advice as a player to become, you know, you know, gradually improve at a decent, uh, decent rate? Uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a, sorry. Um, <laughs> personally, yeah, I'm probably going to regret this, but <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I, I would suggest not playing circuits like, you know, the UK circuit hubs. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you're able, the only way you can improve is from learning from others. And you're not going to improve from a hub of people who are all at the same level, who are like stagnated that's almost. Good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I think that even if it's working up from ESEA to rank A plus and then going into rank G, mm-hmm. you know, then you'll learn more from that. Or even grinding out the FPL circuit, yeah. where you can go to FP, uh, you know, from Master League to FPLC, mm-hmm. and then you can try and go to FPL. You know, that those routes will not only develop you much faster but you'll be able to actually make contacts with players who have the si- the same sort of like ideology as you yeah but like in the uk scene i think it's more of like a boxed hellhole at the moment yeah. i think players in the scene are more trapped than an actual scene mm-hmm. i think if if people had the opportunity they would leave but, you know, there isn't a lot of opportunity because their skills are way under other yeah. national scenes. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're looking at Germany, Denmark, Poland, you've got a lot of upcoming talents in that scene. Yeah. Like, the, hu- the hubs and the circuits and those scenes work because you've got the skill level to back it. Yeah. And you've also got experience to back it. In the UK circuit, you've just got people coming up, not performing that well. Yeah. You know, just doing random stuff. So, it's just no one's benefiting from any of that 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 honestly that answer is actually crazy like i respect that answer so much because when you said about not playing in the hubs i thought oh really like not playing in the hubs because obviously if you win the pl you get the invite to uh, i don't know if they're doing fpl qualifiers now fplc so i do think in that case it's very you know beneficial if they get win that for one season and then just try the hardest at that but the fact that you said don't play in it i think is actually a very good point because you've backed it up with such a good point and i agree so much now thinking about it that the help and like learning off other players is actually not there i mean dependent on the cues if if i queue it or i don't know let's say maybe ash because ash play, used to play it quite a lot i i would naturally try and help people if they you know are open to criticism and i'm sure ash would as well but i think 80 percent of the time you're right i think right now in the hub that is such a good point like you're not going to learn off anyone right so playing off of like a, a decent standard going for fplc or you know playing in the ECA and getting to rank g sort of thing i think that's the bet like honestly a top-notch answer um linking back to you know, people wanting to like learn from you and stuff. When when you were like grinding up, did you have like a schedule in place that you would commit to, like DM schedule or you know just an like a good schedule to keep at to keep you on a good level? Um, when I grinded, I grinded uh, with Owen. Yeah, Smuya. I remember this. Yeah. So me and Smuya basically we we had uh, a whole summer where we would play ten ESEA pugs a day. Yeah, I remember. You know, yeah. we'd get up, we'd talk to each other all day, every week. You know, we'll just be grinding the game. You know, he, you know, people like Owen, they really motivate you to yeah. like carry on playing. Mm-hmm. So like in a different world, like where I'd play eight pugs, you know, he would push me to that tenth pug where you know you don't see 
how much difference that can make but yeah. you'll be learning you'll be taking that extra little bit to develop yourself yeah I, yeah I, yeah go on yeah 100 percent. like owen really helped me out because obviously i was always learning from him and benny would sometimes watch me and i don't know if he ever, ever got anything from me but <laughs> <laughs> he might maybe i'll get him on a show <laughs> once and maybe he'll, he'll answer that but i think to be honest, I was actually going to point that out because I remember when, you know, I don't even know at the time. I think I was just playing randomly at a decent level. And uh, Hello, I'm on a stream. <laughs> Get out. Sorry, mate. I was on a stream. <laughs> Probably look out. Hello, Stinky. Uh, this happened last stream. Don't worry. It happens a lot. But anyway, what I was trying to say was... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I remember at the time, I don't even know what the level I was playing in, uh, but I remember you and Owen was just grinding at, a, at an unreal level. Like on ESCA, you were just grinding non-stop. And I was always looking at your profiles and I would just see pug, 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 pug. And I was like, you know, it's such a good thing because you're just playing non-stop. And I guess like when you have that matched player, uh, that well, matched hunger, that must make you want to play so much more, right? A hundred percent. I think when you find somebody who you can not only like be really good mates with but you know you have a common goal to like achieve something like me and Owen are really competitive people yeah so we really the, the aim of playing ESDA was to really improve us both yeah um yeah you know and at the same time we'll also uh, enjoy playing the pugs that we played because mm -hmm. we could just joke around while performing yeah, and I, like I said, I remember seeing that, and out of nowhere, I think I can't remember what happened, the actual time scale, but I remember like you, after that, you guys actually went on to like certain teams, and then you started just grinding more practice and stuff. But I, I, to be honest, I think it's a very good way for players to learn from that. And, I, and, and I'm not joking; since I saw you two do it, I haven't really seen anyone else. I mean, I've seen like a couple of players from uh, PL and players I know, like people like Cipher and Fluffs. So I remember there was a time where they were grinding like you know Elo and grinding for like FPLC, and that's the only time i've really seen players doing it and obviously it's hard with practice and stuff but it's a good pointer to make to younger players to actually go for um moving on from that though and back to a bit about your team linking to the uk and i kind of asked this question to max last stream uh, actually neil asked it. it was a very good question what do you feel like the difference is between your core three uk players and your team including you to normal uk players mindsets what do you think the biggest difference is um you know when you look at our team, you know, you've got a you've got a lot of experience with Kaya. Kaya brings, you know, uh, a lot of massive positives to our team through his experience, his attitude towards the game, yeah. you know, and his personality, especially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Max's personality has always, always, like, you know, helped our team to actually grow much faster as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, collectively, our mentalities together are very relaxed like for example some of the teams i've been in before we've had very deep-rooted issues with players you know like uh personality crashes um just not having the same goals as each other sometimes also really affects that yeah i definitely think like the mental game may be the biggest in the uk but at the moment i think that teams are currently experiencing this thing where every player wants to be the star player, but you you know there's only a certain amount of frags to go around. If you can do your job on a certain map mm -hmm. and win your team that map, and somebody else can step up on up on another map, yeah, like you know you're 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 doing a lot of steps forward. But at the moment, everyone's just going back. Like if, if somebody drops thirty kills and lose 
loses 16 10 or something like yeah no one cares the only thing people are gonna think like they're just gonna be like well this guy's fucking baited yeah yeah (laughs) this guy's just playing for stats (laughs) yeah just just the stats player there but you know what right like i when me and max spoke about this and i think it's a big thing to to adapt on i didn't really ask max what what do you feel like a uk player a random uk player that are looking at you flying the flag what do you what's the best advice you can give for them to actually frame their mindset to 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 your to yours and you know joey's and or anyone else in the team what do you think they could do to actually mentally become better and on that sort of wavelength i think the only way to actually get out of this pit of the uk scene you gotta win. Yeah. You, you've got you, you've got to stop thinking about you know your personal sort of standings. I think that that's something which I've just developed uh, very recently. Yeah. I think that you know if 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 you take somebody like Messi for example, if Messi was winning a lot of his games, even though you know sometimes his team didn't help him enough or. Yeah you know, he didn't clutch out the big rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he could be so far, like, so much further ahead. Like, he still has all the skills and everything. Yeah. But, you know, if you're not winning the games, getting deep runs and tournaments, yeah. like, even this is even going down in the scene, like, you know, playing open to main or intermediate to main. Yep. If you're not getting to the playoffs and actually getting promoted, like, if you don't get promoted in intermediate or main or yep. open, it's practically a wasted season. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way you've got to look at it. Mm-hmm. You you got to see it as like you've got a limited amount of time to do this, and you've really got to push everything to win the team. Your to win the game for your team. Yeah, and if that means you know you don't do a risky play in an important round, like that could that those little sort of things can tilt the game into your favor because you know yeah. you're playing together, more secure. You're you're winning out rounds, which you know you can build your economy on. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot a lot of people don't really go into that. Like for example, I think we played Fierce a while ago, like four or five months ago. Oh, it's yeah, way longer than that now. Yeah, I think we, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last year, we played yeah. them last year, and you know, uh, you guys would always let us eco you because yeah. because you just split up. Yep. Like you split up, you just take one on one duels. If you lose that duel, you're gonna lose the round, and then mm-hmm. you know. On top of that, you're probably going to lose the next two or three rounds. Yep. So people need to realize, like, their decisions in definitely money, money fuck rounds. You know, they're very important. And yeah, it could, it could completely change the game, right? On on one decision, and it's a good point that you make because this is one thing I've said in so many streams, and so much advice I've given to people that need it from DMs and stuff is the fact that what people don't realize, and what the hardest thing is, is about like making it or going far in CS is. It's not just a down to you, like, unless you've got a natural gift for this game, you know. And I'd say someone like I'd, I'd even class you as this, right? But I'd say someone like Owen, right, who's got like this natural gift for the game, who can just absolutely like farm to another level. Um, unless you've got that, you aren't going to get that recognition. So if you are one of these players that are, you know, maybe got decent skill or average skill, the way you're going to get recognition is exactly how you said by winning your season, getting promoted, or going on a long run, going on a good win streak, you know, and that's where you get that notice so many players think oh if i just you know play the best i'm i'm gonna get like scouted or i'm gonna get noticed from a good player and then they'll end up not playing as good and their team won't even get promoted you know and that is such a viable point i think that you've made there for people to learn that are watching um one more link to that as well is the fact that 
Did you find at first when you started out playing, did you find you had a different mindset? Like, did you find that you thought, okay, I need to just, you know, get 30 kills a game. I don't need to like be this very good teammate. Did you ever have a different mindset? Cause I didn't, I obviously I didn't know you when you first started playing. Um, so I started out with Owen. So obviously my teams, <laughs> I, I played with always had an advantage Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we had a really great AWPer. I just had to do my role sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it kind of got put into sort of the team play. But after that first team with Owen and I lost out on him. Yeah. Um, obviously, the thoughts kicked in where, all right, I've just lost our best player mm-hmm. and pro- the best UK player at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not being able to play with him anymore. So I've, I just basically thought to myself, all right, I've got to basically step up now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I played a lot. I played, you know, a style of CS where it's very impactful. So getting entries into sites where you can basically win the round off certain entries, which I think is really important. Um, you know, winning these duels uh, is, is a very hard thing when you play against much better players. Yeah, because everyone's so alert, everyone's so fast, everyone's just, everyone sort of knows what's what could happen, mm-hmm. and it's it's then like you, you got to mix stuff up, you know. But for players upcoming, you've definitely got to be able to not only play as a really good teammate yeah. and like you know help out your team. Like obviously, uh, to be honest, like I, I've always struggled with some smokes, which I've been practicing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, even the small stuff, like, you know, having your smokes down for your team so people don't have to worry about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it makes a real big difference with how, like, the in-game leader can call. It, but, it must help, It must help like, yeah. your team in general as well, like, having these small things, like, you know, improving on. Like you said, if you don't know some smokes, you've been working on them. And that, that helps your team, you know, because if you go into, like, another game and you end up not knowing them, it's going to end up tilting max off the earth. But, um, yeah, linking on to that as well with that question is, do you find that, do you find that players don't want the effort? Because from you and Owen, when you were doing that thing, you're clearly hungry to like improve, right? And clearly hungry to get to this next step. Do you think that UK players, and I, I find this a lot, do you think that UK players just want stuff given to them or just want it handed on a plate? Do you feel like this is why the mindset's so weak? I think that, you know, when, when me and Owen played, we had a much established scene, I'd mm. imagine. Yeah. A lot, a lot, yeah. We had a very deep rooted scene at the when we were playing. Yeah. We had a lot of you know, uh, much older players who have played Source, etc. Playing, so we kind of had you know different routes we could take and be able to learn from that. Mm-hmm. Now there isn't, but I also think that people do generally just think you know they should just get a salary for playing. Mm-hmm. I think that they, no one worked for it apart from. Us and Vexed. Yep. No offense. Mm-hmm. That's so fine. your first team. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, that's fine. I think that, you know, the last two years, it's basically killed a lot of opportunity in the mm-hmm. scene. You know, you're, you've lost out on some organizations who actually wanted to invest, who basically got uh, pretty much scammed in my mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know... When I look at teams who want to improve and, you know, who actually deserve salaries, you've got to not only be practicing, you've got to be, you know, making those gains. Yeah. You know, you've got to be 
you know, getting deep runs. You've got to be performing. You've got to be, you know, doing stuff over the organization mm. to also justify why you're there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of play- a lot of players in the scene at the moment, you, you got to understand that you can't just join a team, get a salary, and yeah. then work from there. You've got you've got to get yourself to a level yeah. where you can justify a salary, mm-hmm. and from there you can then make another leap forward to where you want to be, maybe in like a three month time. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't just look at it as like a yearly sort of progression. Yeah, and like, the, like the the good point that you've made there is, I think. There's been times up and down where the investment's been here, the investment's been there, and it's always been all over the place. And then there was a time, like 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 when I link back to you know, fierce vex, you guys when you were just forming, you know, or you was in past endpoint, and then you were reforming, you know, the team from Phoenix. There was a time where we had three teams all on salary. Then you had you know a couple of other orgs that were salarying at like a very very low amount, but they still got the investment there. And obviously this fades away because of, you know, wasted opportunities, like you say, people not trying hard enough. And then people wonder why it's so hard now to find an org and find money, you know. And this is a question I want to ask. It's just a bonus question. What do you think teams need to do now? And it's kind of an easy answer, really, but I just want to see your thoughts on it. What do you think teams need to do to maybe get that investment back into the UK scene? Um, well... I don't think that, you know, organizations should be necessarily looking for, you know, short term gains, Mm -hmm. you know, like really just trying to milk somebody for short term. I think for teams to progress, you know, they have to start getting to certain places like Mm -hmm. you're looking at, you know, the top notch of ESEA advance you know, stretching into MDL, you're, you're going to be wanting your teams on HLTV, mm-hmm. you know, competing in tournaments yeah. and even getting, you know, sometimes deep, you know, roots into those tournaments. Yeah. I think that a lot of UK players at the moment think, ah, oh, it's, you know, it's great to go play in Epic land. Yeah. That's, that's really great, mate. Yeah. But it means nothing. Mm. Or like going to an I series, like, no one's cared about an I series since 2013. Mm-hmm. Like people got to got to get out of this bubble where they think like, oh, you can climb out the UK scene by only doing UK stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that you know people who have took the initiative and actually left the scene, you know, you develop much faster. You have much more opportunity. Mm-hmm. You, you're playing with players who are sometimes as good as you, better than you, and you're able to you know integrate their key attributes towards you like you know you can develop them yourselves Mm -hmm. but at the moment uk players are just stuck in this bubble thinking that this opportunity will come if they come second at an epic land even though you know nobody you know who's any good is sometimes not even playing it yeah it's, it's not impressive right uh, to, to you know these these players that are now obviously your level Owen they've gone to these events and won them you know 20 times I mean so it's not like an impressive thing but would you say that like there's a point in time like let's let's talk about like low level right obviously go to epic lands and insomnias to to prove yourself right but once they get to a level like you say maybe i don't know maybe like let's link to fierce like my team right maybe they get to a main level maybe they get to an advanced level would you say focusing or prioritizing you know eu events or like you know your online leagues rather than going to these i series and epic and wasting money would you say prioritize these these more european things 
I don't think you get much out of an I series or an mm-hmm. Epic land. Yeah. Any UK land, I don't think you get anything. But like, I've now travelled to several events, you know, really good events, and you know the difference is pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you had the opportunity to like look at that event compared to this event, like in the UK, you'd be like, this is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not on the same page. Yeah, but don't really don't really know <laughs> you don't know no it's fine uh, mate, what did you ask what do you ask i me? basically said like do you think that they would need to like i said it's a tough question but like so many people want to hear your opinion for advice you know you're flying the flag at the moment but it's like just would you think that once a team gets to a, a semi-standard level maybe they make main maybe they're close to making advance would you say at that point they should start prioritizing online league like you know your ESEA or, or you know a qualifier rather than going to these UK events for nothing would you say prioritize online at okay, that level so yeah okay so I think that if you're like a team in Maine and you're like pushing to get into advance yeah you, you've got to also look at the lower tier tournaments mm-hmm. not below you but at, at that level so you're going to be looking at you know, events like 5K, 10K Cups, you know, playing the qualifier. Like, if you can get into into those Cups, you'll be then getting experience versus better teams or, like, at least teams on your level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's one of those things, like, um, where I always have to ask these questions about the UK, you know, because it's it's a hard topic to answer for you as a player because it's not like you're, like, this known, you know, dedicated leader where like you can just help everyone you know whereas like linked to max or someone like ross who are very good at like helping people as you as just, you're just doing your thing you're a player but so many people want to hear your thoughts you know but anyway moving back to you and the team a little bit because i always do that part of the uk uk scene bit um what's the re- when you come back from player break with the team what's your ambitions for the rest of the year what what do you want to achieve as a player and what do you want to achieve as a team um i think we can break into not only break into the top 30 but you know remain there mm-hmm. i think that you know we're gonna have to be playing a lot of uh higher tier tournaments that we're gonna have to qualify to but i think we can mm-hmm. i think um you know the break's gonna be really it's gonna be doing us a great thing yeah you know yeah. you know letting everyone relax reset you know re just refocus on you know the team's goals mm-hmm. i think you know, hopefully DreamHack and, you know, we can qualify to some other tournaments. Yeah. That'd be really great. Hopefully lands can be back next year. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be no lands this year due to no, COVID. I don't think so either. And I think, you know, that must have been kind of an annoying thing for you guys, right? You start to like qualify for these big events and you can't even go to the lands. That must be a frustrating thing, right? Obviously it's good you can still play them online, but I, I can assume that you guys want to go to the lands because like you said before, they're unreal, like compared to, you know, the normal UK lands and stuff. 100%. Like uh, we lost out on WESG, yeah, the $1 million was... tournament. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, that was uh, pretty brutal for us because, you know, we qualified for it. You know, we beat everyone. We came from a lower bracket, won yeah. it, and now the tournament's just been cancelled. So we've lost out on that massive opportunity, mm-hmm. which I think it is. Um, you know, not travelling also sucks. Like, we haven't been able to boot camp yep. because we can't risk, you know, flying over Joey and Robin. Yeah. You know, 
it's just a uh, different times at the moment. So you even missed out can't... on Copenhagen as well, right? You were going to go to yeah, Copenhagen, to, and that, yeah, that we got cancelled. That's an, yeah. again, man. That's like obviously there's nothing you can do, and this 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 COVID situation has just come out of nowhere, and it's crazy. But like obviously, it's such a painful thing when you qualify for these events and you can't even go to land. Because I I've always found, and I, you know, I love lands, but it's just one of the best things, you know, to go to the team at the land. Like it's a different environment compared to online, and obviously, I think lands do progress your team more because you get that land experience as a team right so it's such a like sucky feeling really but linking up to what you said and the rest of this year um is there like one thing that you want to change as what you've done as a team to like the the so far this year and it's kind of a tough question and it's like in depth but is there something that you've done this year as a team that you want to change when you come back from the player break and and, and approach differently um it's a tough one i know uh, i don't really know to be honest like i think that adding a lot more stuff for the team mm -hmm. will be a really big thing um we haven't had really the time in the past yeah. three months because of how much we've been competing yeah um something like which hopefully won't come back is <laughs> the burnout yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, that, that'll be sorted not another 200 maps watch you'll watch for the rest of this year you'll be playing 400 maps mate like doubled it up <laughs> big time but no I, like i said it was a tough question but i just want to know and just see like more about the team and what you could change and i think that's a good point because you know you've you're playing non-stop you don't really have that time to add you know more infrastructure into your actual game plan or more depth to certain things so it's a very good answer to be fair mate and it was a tough question um moving on i've got a couple of more bonus questions but if anyone in the chat, because these are like the last of my questions now, if anyone in the chat wants to ask Thomas any questions, get ready with them because we're going to start in a second. I've got some bonus questions here that I've been DM'd and actually messaged on Steam. And it's a uh, couple of questions that they want to know. Favourite teammate you've ever played with in your career? Favourite. I mean, uh, it can be multiple, by the way. It can be multiple. But favourite teammate you've enjoyed... I'd say you've enjoyed most playing with in your career. Um... I played with Kai and Jerry for about about nine, ten months now. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been really great teammates. Owen, obviously, I think me and Owen just get along a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think in no chance getting along with Zen mm -hmm. was uh, a really big thing. And Devil Walk, yeah, and obviously Ross. I think me and Ross get along. I get along with all my teammates, especially like I think me and Max get along really well yeah. as well. And like, you've you've been you've been teammates for a long time as well with Max. You know you've got that chemistry. And like I said, it's uh it's just one of those questions where it's like you always have that one teammate you remember playing with. You know, like that you have that banter with sort of thing. And people were just asking me another bonus question to it as well. Was there any player when you started out, just started out, or was there any player now that you still look up to, or you still want to play like or implement that style to your game? Has to be Tabson. Yeah. Why is that? I think. I think Tabson has one of the best mindsets. Um, plays like he, he's just so good at his own play style. Yeah, I think he's very un like. I don't think he's underrated anymore, but he's definitely unbelievable. I think mm -hmm. even when he was playing with God B back in 2017, 18, uh, I thought you know this guy he's fucking sick. He's yeah. underrated as hell. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I remember Owen actually said on stream once how much he enjoyed playing with him as well. From them reasons that you said, this was a long time. I think it was just when he went on the bench again with Big, and he was saying on stream, he was saying like he's one of the best teammates he's ever had. So it's a good person to look up to. But anyway, moving on. Uh, if anyone's got any questions for Thomas, I'm I'm pretty much done. I think I've got a couple more bonus questions. Maybe that I've I've been Steam messaged somewhere. I've got about twenty messages. But if there's any questions in the chat then just hit us up with them now. Otherwise, we're pretty much done for today before anyone else starts raiding my room again. It happened last room as well, Thomas, mate. You ain't special. I was in here with Max. My sister just walked in in her pyjamas. I was like, for fuck's sake. Uh, any questions in the chat, boys? There might have been actually. Let me read the chat. There's been some from up here before. There's loads of people chatting. Questions. I've got a Steam message here. Who's this from? Let me see. Oh, here's a question on Steam. Another question for you to Thomas Lads. I'll be keeping you here for about three hours. Um, the biggest thing when, like, someone Steam messaged me when we were talking about that concept with you and Owen grinding the escape pugs. What was the biggest thing that Owen, like, taught you? That's what someone's asked me on Steam. Um, how to get eco first. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. The prime <laughs> iconic answer, mate. Just running around <laughs> with the Mac 10. Oh, fucking hell. Nah, um, I think Owen taught me how to play around an orper. You know, Orpers want different types of players to play differently with them. Yeah. But, you know, with Owen, um, like right now, I'm able to just like, you know, by click of the fingers, I understand what he's doing, what I need to do. Yeah. You know, we just have that sort of um, just thing going on where we kind of know what each other are doing when we yeah. do stuff. Um, but I guess that's a very hard thing. Like to teach someone especially yeah. i think it's more about just two people just getting along you know just playing a lot and just understanding what each other like enjoy doing and what works yeah for sure and i mean it's one of those things that if you have a player that you can understand and it links to your team as well if you can understand what they're going to do and how they play it obviously helps massively another question someone's just asked as well did you enjoy playing fpl or do you enjoy playing fpl obviously you had that stem right where you you qualified for it before and played did you enjoy playing it um i don't mind fpl but i don't know i think at the moment Compared to when I was in it before, we had all the tier one players playing it. Now it's more like a, a FPLC on roids. Yeah. With the amount of people from FPLC playing it. Yeah. And it's not exactly the same. Do I enjoy it sometimes? Mm -hmm. Like, I guess it depends what team you get in FPL. Because yeah. you can get a load of people who just don't talk and you're just like, yeah, fuck these guys. Mm -hmm. But then you get a really fun team who talk. You know, you don't care if you win or lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think Max has been playing it recently as well, right? He was playing it quite a, a decent amount to start off with. And I didn't even ask him that question. And I guess, like you say, it, it's probably a good thing depending on the queue because you can learn from people. And like I, uh, when you said about, obviously, it's more the influx of players now seem a lot from FPLC and it does seem like that sort of style, you know. Um, what's something you do outside of your game if you don't play FPL? Like, what do you have like a routine in place where you'll commit to like deathmatch or, you know, you know, playing a pug like is there something that you do when you want to play a bit more cs outside of server time or you know normal prax is there something that you implement outside of the game um not really i you know if i'm feeling a bit rusty i'll uh go play some face at pugs with some mates yeah um or some teammates like go pug with ross 
let him carry me. <laughs> Tista Ross, lad. I played with him the other day as well. It was good. I enjoyed it. But no, it's just one of those things. Like some players have their routine. Some players have, you know, certain ways of playing and stuff like that. Um, there's another question here from Yumi. Uh, Randall asked the previous question. Yumi said, any teams that surprised you when playing them, seeing how good they were, how good they are, either in scrims or in officials? Or even players as well. Even players that surprised you. Um, Teams. I think Nemega, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they've been a team for about three, four years, and you know they've always been pretty shit, <laughs> or like at least at like at a decent level. But yeah. now I've, I don't know what's happened. Like they made one roster change, and now they're just unbelievable talents. Yeah, or something. I I don't know what what changed, but um, yeah, those guys have like improved loads. Yeah, that, um, that's a good answer as well because you played them. Not long ago, I think you played him on a HLTV game, right? Not long ago, I swear it yeah, was. Yeah, we we lost to him, and yeah, we lost two one, two one, and yeah, they just surprised me how much better they've gotten. But yeah, and like I say, it can it. it can happen with any team, can't it? They can just randomly improve, and it's a it's a it's a good answer. I mean, when you said they've been pretty shit, I was like, whoa, here we go. Um, <laughs> Randall asked, "What's the best team you have scrimmed against?" Or even uh, let's let's add this on top: "What's the best team you've played in official and scrimmed against?" Because it's funny when you say the scrim one, because there's always uh, teams that are life gamers in practice, isn't there? <laughs> well, like, well, like tier teams, like tier one teams. Yeah, just in in general, what is there any like? What's the best team you you feel like you've played against when you've gone wow in in an official or even in practice where you thought Jesus Christ, like, like they bang. <laughs> I think Heroic are really good. Yeah, I think they're very underrated. I think those guys, you know, they live for CS. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 play great CS, and not much you can really do versus them. They yeah. just have a lot of firepower structure as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we even when I was coaching back in the day, there was always like that one team that would come onto Prague and just like catch you off guard, you know. Um, but yeah, we've hit our one hour ten mark. Any more questions before we wrap this up, boys? It's been a good stream, actually. We've got in, we've got in a lot of depth, Tom. I didn't realise we was going to go this far, mate, to be honest. We've got in a lot of depth about the UK scene. I'm sure there's a lot of people that learnt from it. But there's no more question, boys. We're going to wrap it up. So real quick, chuck them in if you've got one. I've really enjoyed this, Thomas. You actually helped me out coming on, so I appreciate it. Um, but yeah I don't think there's any more Um, we're going to wrap it up I love you Thomas King Mezzi just said no question (laughs) there he is the Mezzi lad Mezzi lad if you weren't here early he gave you a big shout out mate you best be in the VOD Tista Thomas lad being a nice guy but anyway moving on I love Thomas as well Uh, it's been episode 2 through the scope boys I've really enjoyed it Thomas thank you very much for coming on appreciate it big time Um, make sure you hit up Thomas's Twitter it's down below just below his lovely face hit up my Twitter Um, if you want to see the stream live or watch it re-back on YouTube it'll be on Team Endpoint's channel make sure you hit uh, their socials up at Team Endpoint and there'll be an update for who I next can get on who do you think I'm next going to get on Thomas Lab? because Joey Joey at the moment he ain't having none of it who do you think next is on the show you say who can come on next. And I'll yeah, try and convince them. Get the K-Man them. on. Get the K-Man. K-Man. Oh, right. K-Man, if you're in it, mate, mate, you're getting a message straight after this. But, boys, thanks for coming out. Um, like I said, if you want to watch anything back on YouTube, it'll be on Team Endpoint's channel. Really appreciate you coming to watch. Appreciate Thomas coming on. And I'll see you in the next one.